Transportation Safety Board currently uh, updating uh, the investigation into that Ukraine airline, which was uh, taken down uh, in uh, Tehran. For the very latest in all of this, let's uh, welcome in Christian uh, Luprecht. He is uh, with the Royal Military College and Queen's University. He is a Monk Senior Fellow at the McDonald Laurier Institute, and he joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Christian, good afternoon. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Hello. Hello. Uh, just uh, first off, and we're just getting a word, as I mentioned, from the Transportation Safety Board. So I guess just your immediate reaction that Canada will, uh, they're saying, uh, get access to those uh, black boxes uh, from the plane. Just uh, obviously how important is that to the investigation and in, uh, getting to the truth of what, what happened here? Well, we'll see uh, how many individuals from the Transportation Safety Board actually make it to Iran. Iran is playing the games it's been playing for years, where uh, Canada will ask for diplomatic access for a particular mission, and then Canada gets uh, half the visas or fewer that it actually requests. So we'll see when the visas actually come through. There's a lot of technical expertise required here, and so sending one or two people uh, won't usually cut it, for. The, I mean, especially given the immense loss of life uh, involved and the disaster for Canada and Canadians. We'll also have to see whether they'll get access to the crash site, um, whether they'll have unfettered access to the crash site and can look at what they choose. We'll see to what extent Iran has actually made an effort to um, preserve the crash site. We know it's not been secured. We know that parts of it have already been bulldozed together. Uh, and we'll also uh, then have to see what sort of access Canadian investigators will get to interviewing people in the Republican Guard chain of command to be able to ascertain an independent picture. We'll see whether we can actually take uh, pieces uh, of the debris back to Canada for independent testing. So there's a lot of answers that are still outstanding. I would say we're uh, at an early, very early stage of potential initial cooperation by Iran. But so far, this looks to me more like Iran pretending to be cooperating than genuine cooperation. Does it matter that the world's spotlight is on them right now, that, uh, you know, the world's news media, that uh, people particularly, obviously, in this country are uh, very uh, interested in this uh, event and uh, the investigation that is to happen? Would it be pretty hard for them now once they've uh, said they're going to grant us access to some of these things to, to pull back? Or does that not really matter to Iran? Well, I think both those elements matter. So there's three separate issues at play here. One is the world spotlight. The second is, of course, the domestic audience within Iran itself and the legitimacy of the regime and the Republican Guard that's heavily tarnished by this event. And the third is the coalition, where Canada has been very agile and rapid at building a coalition of countries that lost citizens in this disaster. Um, and so I think this is also an opportunity for Canada to signal that Canada um, and its, its partners are speaking with one voice on this issue, and with, if Iran opts not to cooperate, that this coalition may uh, choose other routes to hold Iran accountable, including domestic or international uh, prosecution of those, uh, of those involved, um, possibly sanctions or other ways of uh, other repercussions for Iran for the regime. And I think the regime figured it has such a legitimacy crisis on its hands, it can't really afford to do that. So we'll need to see what more we're going to get from Iran other than admission by uh, the general who led the air defense that he's extremely sorry and that this was a mistake. Yeah, you mentioned the crash site has not been secured. How worrisome should that be uh, for Canada and for investigators in general that want to get in, in there, never mind every passing day, maybe even just every passing hour that goes by uh, without access there? Just how concerning is that? So... 
On the one hand, you can argue, look, this is a, a, a densely populated, uh, it's, it's a quasi-urban area, and so that, uh, that people need to get on with their lives, and so you need to remove rubble out of the way. On the other hand, you can argue this is a serious disaster. Uh, the problem is that uh, this area is very close to a very sensitive uh, nuclear research facility for Iran. Um, and uh, so part of the reason why some of the rubble might have been moved is precisely because Iran doesn't want investigators anywhere near that facility. Um, and so this is highly problematic the moment you disturb. I mean, it's, it's like any crime scene. The moment you start to disturb the evidence, it's going to make it much more difficult uh, to ascertain what transpired here. But we hope we can complement that with the very robust intelligence that we have, uh, geospatial intelligence from satellites onto what transpired here and uh, the missiles that were fired, signals intelligence intelligence in terms of communication within Iran um, and, uh, and other forms of intelligence by our allies that were able to not only collate but to triangulate our own, uh, our own findings. Um, and uh, so I think as much as Canada has an interest in making sure that it gets done transparency, we also have the indirect backing of our, our ally, the United States, because they have an interest in showing that Iran can't be trusted with highly advanced uh, military technology, because if the most advanced military forces make this sort of mistake, um, it uh, feeds into the Trump narrative that this is a country that clearly should never get their hands on intercontinental ballistic missiles, let alone weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, Christian, over the uh, weekend, Iran uh, took responsibility for that uh, missile that was uh, launched. Uh, just how unprecedented was that from Iran, and why do you think they did that? Yeah, I think that's a very good question. Look, I think this is the Middle East. I lived in the Middle East for five years. Uh, I would say one of the challenges in the Middle East is you, it's, it's all about saving face. So how could the regime save face um, uh, confronted with such intelligence, confronted with the international community, but also, most importantly, in light of its own uh, domestic population that, of course, already has a massive hate on for the Republican Guard, the most corrupt institution in the country, siphons off huge amounts of monies from uh, from their re- normal people and the normal economy. Uh, this is the uh, organization that is directly responsible for the oppression of uh, suppression of protests, for killing protesters, for sending lines of children in the 1980s into uh, into minefields. This is an extremely cruel organization that has complete disregard for human life. Um, so uh, I, I think what we what is transpiring within Iran is a tension within the regime about how to deal with this particular situation, because the regime knew that either way it was going to have an existential crisis on its hand. And I think what this was driven by, first and foremost, were domestic considerations about what is going to generate the least blowback domestically in terms of delegitimizing the regime. Well, the fact that they did take responsibility for those missiles fired, does that give you hope? Should it give us uh, hope that a thorough investigation uh, will happen, that uh, those uh, responsible will be, as the Canadian government has been calling for, brought to justice? No, to the contrary, because uh, Iran's going to try to wash its hands. It's going to say, look, we've apologized. The senior journalist said that this shouldn't have, have happened. Um, uh, I would be surprised if we get access to the uh, three operators and the driver of that particular battery. I would be surprised if we get access to people in the chain of command. Um, but we can mitigate that by the fact, virtue of the fact that uh, there are only 29, uh, say, uh, 15 batteries uh, within Iran. They're all operated by the um, Republican Guard. We understand what the commander control structure in the Republican Guard looks like. We know what it looks like for the air defense systems. Uh, And I think what the MH17 investigation um, over Ukraine, so the airliner between uh, uh, flying between the Netherlands and Malaysia that was shot down, 
um, uh, over uh, uh, over eastern Ukraine. What that showed is that with good intelligence and good physicists, you can really reconstruct what uh, transpired. Uh, and so I would not be surprised if Canada is going to pursue a dual track on the one hand, cooperate with Iran to the extent that they get cooperation, but on the other hand, uh, benefiting from the precedent set by the Dutch uh, to pursue justice uh, for the victims, both domestically and under international law. That court case, of course, has not been resolved um, in front of uh, the international court, um, but it will set uh, the MH17 case will set a significant precedent, I think. Uh, for what Canada is going to do here. And what Iran wants to avoid is dragging this out over years to come uh, and reminding people over years to come uh, what transpired here. So I think this is why they're trying to uh, come out uh, with what what happened in the hopes of being able to put that behind them. All right. We'll leave it there for now. Uh, Christian, really appreciate the perspective and the time. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. All right. There goes Christian Luprecht. He is with Queen's University and a Monk Senior Fellow at the McDonald-Laurier Institute.